You know, I'm starting to think that I'm not as funny as I actually am, as I actually think I am, and that my wife's just laughing at a lot of my jokes that aren't funny. Well, that, that, yeah, that, cause that gets you finished faster so she can move on with her day. Welcome to the Roots Report, statistically meeting our diversification quota. I'm Tom. I'm Major. And today we have a special guest with us, Saberstein. Hi there. Hey, how are you guys? Good. 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 How are you doing? Thank you for joining us today. Good, good. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. So excited. Uh, awesome. Saberstein's going to be joining us today. We're going to be interviewing her, uh, getting to know about the NFT and the crypto space and specifically about her NFT project. Um, but first, let's go over uh, a couple of the headlines. Um, we're going to talk about Jerome Powell testifying for the Joint Economic Committee. Senator Josh Hawley reattempts to ban stock trading in Congress with a new bill. Meta looks to implement another round of layoffs before Zuckerberg goes on paternity leave, you know, helping Musk repopulate the earth. And we'll <laughs> go over the second largest oil producer in the United States. Uh, huh. A little hint for you guys. This, might, this information might be new to you. Huh. Uh, and Hilarious. speaking of... Uh, Saberstein, Mikasa es su casa. So if you have any comments or thoughts about this as we go along, feel free to interject. Um, let's go ahead and talk about J-PAL coming back in front of Congress uh, on Tuesday. And let's just say he did not bring the doves with him. Um, he talked about how interest rates are probably going to have to be higher for longer, which he has said a thousand times, right? But he emphasized mm -hmm. that they might head higher than the central bank policies makers had expected right Jeez. and the bond market instantly priced in they took a, a 50 basis point increase in may went from a 45 percent to a 75 percent right we, we saw mm. a big rally uh in yields right um stocks dropped off right uh um, for record i think i closed that? today um the dow jones was down uh 525 points and the s p was down about one and a half percent yeah. Um, based off of what was said by Jerome earlier in the day, but nothing new. Like he kind of just reiterated the same message. Um, well, so nothing new, right? We had some optimism in January, right? But we got that strong economic data in February. So anyone, literally anyone who's been paying attention to the Fed or you know, listen to the podcast the last six months, right? Uh, right. Knew that this, the, the Fed has been data dependent, right? And the, the strong economic data we got in the beginning of February was change was going to change the the Fed's mind, and that's exactly what we saw here, uh, and we saw the stocks like sell off because of it. And I like this isn't a word that is um, really said right now, but a couple months ago it was like one of the best buzzwords you could put into a news cycle. Um, but stagflation, right? Like we're kind of going to be getting into the period where we start to see that actually be true. Like we're going to have very somewhat stagnant interest rates eventually whenever things do plateau. We're still increasing as of right now in America, so right. we, we haven't hit that plateau yet, but whenever it does eventually come, it's likely going to last for a longer time than people expect. Yeah, no. And the bond market's look, not look, look at correctly. this. Look, look at the 70s to the 80s there, right? Like, if you want to really, really get granular on it, like, you can probably look up what the difference is between, like, amount of money that was made before and then after those interest rate hikes and see, like, how the total money supply was affected. That would actually be an interesting little case study to do. Not going to get into that. 
but we'll do it on the Discord. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure to link Discord it sure. in the description of the podcast if you want to uh, see more about that. But still, like, th- there's going to be interest rates that are higher for longer. The stagflation is going to be here. So check it. And he said, and I quote, if the totality of the data were to indicate the faster tightening is warranted, we would be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes. Right? So this is So they're not they're not even starting to plateau yet. They're still going up. Right. That's yeah. what they're saying. You know, like yeah, it, it's data dependent, but you know, if the data remains strong, then yeah, they're gonna be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes. And this is vast like a stark contrast to what you know, just episode two episodes ago when I was reading off the Fed minutes, right? And they were looking, the majority of the Fed members were looking to slow the the rate, uh, uh, the pace of rate hikes, right? And now, mm-hmm. because of the strong economic data, they moved up. So we'll, uh, we'll be watching that closely in the Discord. And here on um, the podcast, what I want to talk about now is Senior Josh Hawley. Think what you will about him. Um, this man does not give up. And... I guess that's something you can almost like applaud specifically in this case and what we have like this 24 hour, if not one hour media news cycle, right? So Josh Hawley is reattempting to ban stock trading in Congress with another bill. This is, uh, I believe his fourth attempt, his fourth like bill that he's introduced to ban stock trading and like, s- like say what you will about the rest of his ideologies, right? Like at least he's not letting this one issue die. Right, because like there was like Good. real concern about it, you know. Pelosi even changed her mind, but then it just died in the Senate, and like you know, I never heard about it again in the news cycle. So at least there's someone going around Congress still trying to ban stock trading. Yeah, and something that definitely needs to be done. And uh, before the podcast, we were talking, and um, you were saying Biden's one of the only people that during his time in Congress he hadn't been making any trades. Yeah, B- Biden so... didn't trade uh, as a senator. This may be the time to implement something like that, because if you ask lawmakers to make a law saying they're not allowed to make trades on the stock market and make more money, why would they pass that if given the choice? Right. Ooh, so I 100% agree with you. But, you know, the, the podcast for me uh, is a natural contrarian to create content. Right. So now I, I instantly want to want to take the adverse real fast. What if rebuttal? We, go ahead. What if we need this? What if we need corruption in the stock market in our Congress to pump the the economy up? Like if you take the incentive away from the accountants of America, a.k.a. Congress, right? The people who set the budget, right? If you take away the incentive for the economy and the stock market to grow, will they push as many bills and and be as incentivized to make the stock market and economy grow? Huh. That's a very good argument. Wow. It's kind of like commission based on what they want to pass though basically you can kind of look at it that way right maybe the maybe if if i want tech to be more a part of everyone's life i can incentivize tech related bills and then invest in tech companies and i'll probably make a shitload of money exactly right so uh, i i guess maybe the key lies in uh i I think the fundamental problem is like it's money driven. The, the the people that are steering the wheel of decisions being made are money driven. And it, it shouldn't be like that. They should be trying to look after the well-being of people, regardless of the monetary impact that it has. Yeah. How do but we have... I, I obviously consider it, but yeah. like, you know what I mean. How are congressmen making... Like, 
like how do they have net worths of like tens of millions of dollars when they're making like a hundred thousand to a max of two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year? Right? Yeah, Pre- I know. Pre-tax, it's, it's, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's uh, silly. Yeah, you just have to like look at the numbers. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, let's talk about some more bullshit. Meta looks to implement another round of layoffs before Zuckerberg goes on paternity leave. Now, I just want to you know, talk about bullshit, right? It's like, oh, well, you cut employees, right? Facebook's biggest problem is the population, right? Like they need more users, right? And it takes a long time to to populate a, you know, to 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 grow a kid, right? And these guys come old enough that he can go on social media and then become a viable product for Facebook to sell to, to advertisers, right? So that's that's a big sure. problem that they have. So until they can, you know, until American or in the rest of the world can keep making more people, Facebook really what they need to do is to cut costs. And one of the easiest ways to do that is layoffs, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. so so that's a very important, a very sad part of the story. But I want to focus on the paternity leave. All right. That means okay. Okay. He, he's going on. That means he's had sex in the last year, bro. You know, a <laughs> third of men in America aren't getting laid right now and haven't had sex in the last year. And this motherfucker, Mark Zuckerberg, is lapping them, dude. He's working on numero trace over here. So, uh, I mean, you only have to have sex one time, really, to make a child. So that's he might correct. not be that far ahead of these other guys. But he, but it's still one more than a third of the men out there, that's right? True. And like, I'm saying this to be like motivational. Like, look at yourself in the mirror, Google an image of Mark Zuckerberg, and you ask yourself. Should I be getting laid more than this guy? And if the answer is yes, then look at yourself again in the mirror and figure out where you went wrong. What? Did you not create your own app at Harvard and or Yale and or wherever he went to? Uh, did you not steal it from a couple of gorgeous looking twins? Did you, I don't know, Winkle a bunch Voss. of other bullshit. Yeah, yeah, the Winklevoss twins. Yeah. Did you not destroy democracy uh, in the world for capitalistic gains? Well, then that's why you're mm-hmm. not getting laid like Mark Zuckerberg. And then um, the fun part you've all been waiting for. Who is it? I've been waiting all week for this. Me too. Tom, the second largest oil producer is New Mexico. Oh, that's why it was new to me. Yeah, it's new to, it's new to a lot of people. Like, when you think of oil, you don't necessarily think New Mexico, do you? No. Do you? No. That's uh, some very interesting... Uh, marketing and ad campaigns going on there I've, i you know you think of like turquoise maybe is that arizona or new mexico right you think of like the four corners yeah you sure. think of tex-mex right but you don't think of like the second yeah. largest oil yeah. producer right not more than the dakota for some reason Montana. i kind of picture like cactuses and desert but yeah. yeah i don't know sure sure hey maybe maybe that's uh that desert's where all the dinosaurs died you know 65 million years ago because it was so hot hmm. there could be. I know that's not how the weather works. I'm being facetious. Guys, I'm glad we got to skip all the way through that real fast. I appreciate you sticking with us. Now, let's get to the actual fun part. The part I'm most excited about, and that's the interview today. Guys, I am super excited to introduce to you today uh, my friend, Saberstein. How are you doing there? I'm doing very well. How are you? Doing great. I, I, I'm being selfish here. I said my friend. It's really our friend, uh, Tom, too. I shouldn't be so selfish there. Thank you so much for yep. joining us today on the podcast. I'm really, I'm honestly so excited. I mean, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. We're, we're nervous and excited uh, 
anxious. I, I think nervous plus excited. It's a lot of we're we're very excited to have you here on on the podcast. You want to give the listeners mm-hmm. a little bit of background? How'd you how'd you hear about Roots Research or how'd you meet us? Of course. Um, so we met through Roots Research, and I actually joined when Dylan shared this group in another trading server that I was in. And so I had I went to his Twitter, found the link, and started with the free channels. And I liked I initially liked you guys because you were small, right? Because it wasn't very busy, which I really enjoyed, right? Because it definitely gives more of a sense of community. Because of course, right? It's easier to meet like a few people rather than walking into like you know a huge party and trying to just a minute, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I actually very quickly upgraded to the premium. You guys had a pretty good promotion on. And then just recently, I purchased a lifetime membership, so now you're stuck with oh, me. Oh, thank you. You're stuck. Uh, you're stuck forever. You can't. <laughs> I, you can't leave me. You think you're trapped Fair? here with me? I'm trapped here. Oh, you think you're trapped here with you? You're trapped here with me. Yeah. Whatever that dumb Watchman line is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, I, I love it. I think like the other trading servers that I've been in, and this this I feel dumb for doing it, right? Like, but you learn. You learn. Um, when you're in a trading server, a lot of times they cost like $50 a month. And I've seen some upwards of $200 a month. And you guys, <laughs> like, you have some incredible value. And I personally, I don't think you charge enough, which I've said before. But of course, I don't. Yeah. I also don't <laughs> want the price to go up. Um, <laughs> so I, th- I think it's incredible that you guys are valuing community over like money. And I don't, I don't know where else you could find that. I haven't found it yet. So that's why you guys are stuck with me forever. <laughs> Yeah, and like we do talk in the the free side enough where we we try to like I don't know kind of help out and do some things and like hopefully you make a little bit of money while you're there and then heck pay for your lifetime membership why not Oh absolutely I've already paid for my lifetime membership so thanks guys There you go yeah, yeah, thank you no we pre- we appreciate the the support So how'd you so Dylan um is uh, a member of Roots Research he's really our main crypto guy uh-huh. uh, <laughs> How did you get get into into the crypto space. So I actually started in a trading server that I found through Instagram. Uh, after I had my second child, I, you know, it was it was during the pandemic. And so you get like, thanks. It was during the pandemic, so it was really mm. boring, right? You couldn't go out and you couldn't hang out with your friends. You couldn't have play dates, you couldn't do anything. And so I actually, right. I actually went on Instagram and I started sharing my like fitness journey. I'm doing air quotes over here, uh, just for something to do nice. and to be able to chat with friends and stuff. And I love it through it, through doing that. I also got a little more interested in, invest- in investing and I found, um, I'm not going to name it cause I don't think it's a good trading server, but I found a trading server and I started, I started trading small caps. Eey, I started trading small okay. caps. I got screwed over mm, the caps, crack cocaine the of equities. Yes. When small caps yeah. were running. So that was like what, February of 2020, I want to say it's, January, February, it's interesting because oh, 21. Like... Okay. As as a new trader, it's probably like small caps are a little bit easier to buy because they're so cheap looking. Yes. But like you don't understand that that's where like all of the risk exactly. is. Exactly. And I know now I've yeah. learned my lesson for sure. I haven't touched small caps yep. since. Yep. Uh, yeah. So then uh, I, I just it wasn't it wasn't very fun. And at that time, uh, crypto was near like that 65K top. It was doing the distribution and in the crypto side of it. Everybody was making incredible money. It was really, really cool. And I initially thought so like, no, money. crypto's a scam. It's stupid. And then I thought, you know what? I'm just going to try it. And I think it took me three days to like get a wallet set up and get funds in there because the bank that I actually bank with, they block crypto. So you can't just like transfer funds. So I had to find a way around. Right. And 
I don't know how, and I can't explain it, but I just fell in love with crypto. I don't even know how I did it. I just, I loved charting crypto. Anything about it? Like everything about it. Like the names. Everything. I, th I, think oh, yeah. I think initially I loved the names. I loved the names of the crypto and how it like was just coins? like, yeah, like almost like magical. I don't know how to explain it. I wish I could, yeah. but magic internet tokens. Something, yeah, magic mm. internet tokens. Like it was just like a fantasy world of like degen fun, and so the the guy who was giving out calls in that server in that crypto channel of the server, uh, he was very good with bullish and he was not very good with bearish. But I actually found another trading server where I found Dylan, and I'm not going to name that trading server server either. You guys probably know why. Uh, on, on... <laughs> they're under SEC. They're under SEC investigation. Yeah, I have no affiliation with them. Oh. Uh, I thought I actually no, found them. Neither is Dylan. He no. was just lurking. Yeah. Uh, no. no, I found them through Weeble. Webble. Weeble. Somebody had mentioned Weeble. that trading server uh, under a small cap or something, and they said, "Hey, like they're all over it." And I was like, "All over it? Cool." And I realized it was free. It was completely free to be in there. And I was like, "This is cool." There's. It had its faults, but there was so much education there. That was just like priceless, priceless. And through there too, I found another trader who um, was dedicating 500 hours of his life in total. And he would he would stream on Twitch every day until he got to 500 hours. And he was just showing like live trading. He was um, like back testing. He was going through a chart and it was incredible. It was incredible. I learned so much from watching those Twitch streams and they're mm. gone, unfortunately. And now of course, I knew at the a little bit later that the reason that person left was because they didn't want to be affiliated with that trading group and so they just basically ghosted. So it sucks that we can't oh, go back. But it was yeah. it was amazing. And so I think after that I watched I took what I learned what I learned and I watched the Bitcoin chart for probably two months before I even took my first trade. And it was long and there was a lot of like dull moments, but it was it was very fun. It was very fun. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I found crypto and through there I don't know. I just fell in love with crypto. I loved the way the chart moved. What? I loved uh, researching different tokens and like alts, basically. And I loved what the way, what they were doing. It was just really cool. And the community was fun. And I would later find out the community is even more fun. But uh, sorry, that's a bit of a long way of explaining how I got into it. No, I love no, it. Uh, if anything, it was just pure joy for me to hear the passion in your voice when you're talking about like Thanks. that's that that's mm -hmm. that that was that was yeah uh, absolutely no thank you like that's that's so cool uh, no i'm like i hope a lot i know a lot of people have like that crypto story and i hope a lot of people like experience it and yeah. i hope a lot of people don't either right like it might be a scam it might not yeah there's uh there's some you know i've been talking about my concerns with tether uh, for quite I some time that. right and then last week uh comes out that Tether was, you know, had a bunch of fraudulent bank accounts uh, at the beginning. So, you know, uh, uh, it's not quite the podcast. The, the podcast of this, the title of this podcast will not be called I Told You So. Um, when that podcast comes out, make sure to subscribe uh, to The Roots Report. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, listen or not, but just wait for that podcast title, I Told You So. When Tether falls, like, it'll be there. Um, I can't wait. I can. I, I, I hope to be wrong. I hope Tether is completely I, I could wait solvent and found. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the crypto side, but there's more to crypto than just fun altcoins, mm -hmm. right? There's there's also the development of NFTs, uh, and what we'll talk about eventually, Bitcoin ordinals. Um, but can you tell me a little bit more about your experience with NFTs? Sure. So 
I first, so throughout like most of my life, you know, like I was, I was born in 1990. So, you know, with gaming, I started with like Nintendo. The best generation. The best generation. Absolutely. You know, Nintendo, um, I never had like an N64 or a Sega, which kind of sucked, but then I got a PlayStation, you know, loved old games such as like Spyro or Crash Bandicoot. And then uh, I met my my husband who was my boyfriend at the time when I was 18 and I, he got me into Xbox and my Ooh. God, my God, Xbox brought like, it was incredible. I loved Xbox. We played a Did lot you play of Halo. I didn't really like Halo as much. I really like Call of Duty. <sighs> Call of Duty was like my jam. Like, yeah. Sniping headshots. And then they had zombies. Modern Warfare Call of Duty. Yes. Oh, the zombies. Yes. Yeah, dude. I stopped playing. Ooh. I stopped playing Call of Duty when they came out with those like backpacks where you could like, like I don't know, jump really high in run, the air, run on the like, walls. This is not. This That's why I quit too. That's why I quit too. That's hilarious. Yeah, this yeah. is not yeah. it. No. This is not. When it. I can start wall running, I I quit COD. Yeah, 100%. like nobody cares. Bring me Nuketown. Uh, That's yeah. I just want Nuketown. Just give me a game of Nuketown. I'll pay six dollars for that. Yeah. Oh, my favorite was the uh, mm -hmm. the yacht or like the boat or whichever the heck oh, kind of map that was. So I good. Love it. Love it. Um. Yeah. So I, so I come you're, from you're like a gaming background. Oh yeah. Like. When when we had land parties, like the girls would drop their boyfriends off and go do I don't know whatever Oof, they did. Land parties. And I was like, no, let's get drunk and fucking snipe headshots. Like let's go. So I was always the only girl Boom, there. Headshot. Yeah, it was so fun. You could chirp people, and it was so fun. It was so much fun. It was like mm -hmm. it was like a time. You know, it was yeah. cool. So I have I have <laughs> like a imagine... parties. I haven't you... had a land party in forever. Oh, it's been forever for Can me. Can you too. imagine what? the society and with the culture of 2023 how it would react to like teabagging of like the the early 2000s yeah exactly. <laughs> video gaming that was so funny oh my god i loved all of uh, it when halo 3 came out with like the magnetic crotch plate so when you teabagged and lifted the the player's head up like that, that was like <laughs> teabagging i did they not know in the game yeah it's so oh my good. god uh it, could, was that could, Halo Three? Halo, Halo 3, Three, yeah, could not, yeah. Could, could not do that today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So then from COD, I okay, yeah. I got into Skyrim. I got into Skyrim, and from there they Ooh, had that's nice my all time favorite yes, game. Same nice here. Same here. I will yes. say at the end of the day, like Skyrim is my favorite. But not just Skyrim. Yeah. But then they came out with Elder Scrolls, so the MMORPG, right? The online version. And by mm -hmm. God, I, I spent so many hours playing that. And, and I tried WoW. I tried World of Warcraft because my husband plays it. I just couldn't get into mm -hmm. it, even though they're pretty pretty much the same, right? The same type of gameplay, the same, you're doing the same things. You know, you have pretty much the same like skill trees and things like that. Wasn't interested in the graphics. I really like the graphics on Elder Scrolls so much more. So I played that for mm -hmm. a long time. Even when I had my first child, I would wear her and still play. And then eventually just kind nice. of like fizzled out because they get older and you can't just like wear them while they sleep anymore and they become a bit more demanding. Uh, but then at the yeah. same time, I also found crypto. Would you say the child increased their difficulty? Yes. Yes. It's I would say I was, play, I was playing, yeah, playing on hard mode, nightmare, nightmare mode, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Yeah. Because yeah. in the beginning, like in the beginning, it's it's a little more fun, right? Because they sleep a lot and you can wear them and you can still do things and walk around. And late, later, they need a little bit more. Um, but just like a change of season, right? Like it's not like I was going to game forever, right? right. You change, you change as you grow, and you do many different things. Uh, so when even even so, when I was in crypto and I was trading like altcoins and and Bitcoin and whatnot, then I started noticing a, like crypto gaming a bit more, 
And the first one I ever got into was DeFi Kingdoms, actually. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of DeFi Kingdoms. I think I've seen uh, a couple posts on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, so they had a token that when it was released, I think it was super cheap. I can't remember. I want to say it was like 10 cents. It ran to $40. And the, that's probably why i heard about it on yeah Twitter. and then sold off i think yeah. it's still probably around like 20 cents or something like that i haven't looked at it in a while but it was just up to basically right like it was built on an amm dex they had an amm dex right into the game so you had like liquidity yeah, pools and things like that and you, you so you could farm mm. you could farm the token you could farm other tokens and okay. like of course like everybody who got in super early made a crap load of money like a lot of mm. money and the heroes, like the heroes, which were the uh, like the characters that were, that would eventually be able to breed, they sold for I think like I think they right. sold for like a thousand dollars, and at one point people were selling them for fifty thousand USD. Like I'm talking just US dollars, it's easier. Like it was incredible. Wow. It was incredible. People made a lot of money, and you had you actually had these locked. You had some of the jewel. The the token was called Jewel. Sorry, J E W E L, and some of it was locked. Like they they intended, you know for some of it to be locked and you had to wait a certain amount of time before it would start to unlock that was their way i guess to stop sell pressure but it actually it actually uh, didn't matter because i don't i don't i don't think the jewel has even started unlocking but anyways basically it died it died before the jewel even started unlocking so it didn't work but people were actually selling their locked jewel they figured out how to sell it otc so some of the people oops some, yeah some of the people that got in super early were selling their locked jewel for less than what the price was at the time. So if it was like $10, they would sell it for $7 a token. And people were like, oh my God, they're crazy. They're crazy for doing that. You know, it's going to be worth so much more. But in the end, uh, hopium. yeah, the hopium. But it, so in mm -hmm. the end, like they, they, made an, they made an amazing play, an amazing play doing that. Anybody who did like hats off to you. Congratulations. Yeah, you knew out. how to play the game. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of how I started. Them. That's how I started, and I, I I got into it because I thought it was so cool. It looked kind of like um, like a Zelda type old school. Yeah, I'm looking game. at it now. It, it, it kind of looks really interesting. Cool. Like to people like me who grew up playing like gaming, like we were your target audience. Uh -huh. We for sure were because as soon as you looked at like the the world map, you were like, oh my god. So you're mixing. You're like, I played this on the Game Boy. Yeah, like you're mixing crypto and gaming. You're like. This is a match made in heaven. Like, this is beautiful. But what a lot of us and a lot of other retail didn't realize is that, like, the game is still there. The underlying whale psychology game is still there. And you still need to apply risk management to it. I didn't know that at that point. But I learned. I learned. I didn't put a lot of money into it, into it either. And I definitely took profits. But when you have a token that goes from $40 to, like, $0.20, cents, not many people cut out alive. <laughs> so... No. Yeah, and people yeah. people still that play sucks. it. People still play it. Their Discord <clears throat> server is still really busy. They're still building. They're still creating. Like it's not it's not like the project is dead. Mm. But I don't see it ever getting to forty dollars. So anybody who bought in then, you know, they're not going to make yeah, their money back. Yeah. But there are still people playing, and it's they're still building and they're still creating, and that's really cool to see because some people might have just left. You know, some people might just. Like, that sounds nope. like a really cool NFT project. It is really cool. What uh. What's the do you have any, what's like the dumbest NFT product you've you've ever heard of or come across? There's a lot. There's a lot, a lot of dumb ones. Um, oh, in that case, not, you don't do the dumbest. What's just just <laughs> throw it out ones. there? What's what's yeah? What's mind boggling? What what do you look at? It just makes your jaw drop. So recently, and so 
the project that we have is within the Cosmos ecosystem. So the token is Atom and it's on, it's on Stargaze. Stargaze is the NFT marketplace. They have their own token okay. named Stars. And do you want to mention what project you are? Sorry. In? Yes. I, I uh, am on the team Space Skellies. We have a founder and then we have a bunch of us team members that support in different areas. Um, but one of the dumbest ones I saw was Feet Picks. There was literally an NFT project called Feet Picks. And you know what? The worst thing is... No, I'm already sold in. It, I've already applied a mortgage. I'm buying that token. No. Sorry. Like, I, I'm already sold on it. No, it minted out, which was the stupidest thing. I was like, people are... But people <laughs> mint the dumbest things. And there's some... Even so, like, there's some really, really ugly projects out there. Um, just recently, there, there was a project and a bunch of people were talking about it. And you could mint this NFT for five cents. And now they're worth like $2. Like people, if you, this sounds bad. If you get like, if a bunch of people start talking about it on Twitter and they're like, oh, it's five cents, it's five cents. But then, and, and they all buy it. And then they market that out to other people saying like, oh, it's only 50 cents. It's only 50 cents. And they kind of like move the price. That's, that's, you know? that's the gorgeousness of, of crypto though, of these altcoins or specifically these shit coins, right? Yeah. Like. Shiba Inu is completely useless. Doge is completely useless, right? So are a lot of these yeah, NFT projects. Oh, so are 99.99% of these NFT projects, yep. right? Uh, and so is, in my opinion, 99.99% of the quote-unquote fine art, yes. right? Like, uh, you show me a thousand paintings over a million dollars, and I guarantee y'all hate 95% of them, right? Oh, 100%. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of good ones out there, but, you know... On a large sample size, art like fine art is dumb, and a lot of these NFTs are dumb. Um, I am not a shill. Didn't invite you on the <laughs> podcast to shill, uh, and I'm not endorsing any NFT projects. But if you like NFTs and if you like dope artwork, I personally am a big fan of like the Space Galley's, uh artwork that gets retweeted. That I, I see, <laughs> I understand like everything that's going on there. Hopefully, you can explain a little bit more to it, right? But like. Versus like the 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 dumbass board apes or God forbid pictures of feet or JPEGs of rocks, right? Like these are some kind of cool cool pictures. Uh, and I'm saying that as a man who owns a three thousand paint a three thousand dollar painting of Batman, right? So like teach their own with with fine yes. art, okay? So like yeah, so like you know beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And to your point, right? With shit coins, right? Uh, investing is is in the 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 FOMO of the beholder of the non-holder. That's right. I guess you could say. That's right. Right? Like, you know, it's crazy. These are all shit projects and yet somehow you can become incredibly rich off of it. Yes. Should you? Probably not. No. But can you? Definitely. There are some things that I look at and I, I don't mint them, like NFT projects. Even though I think they might be able to make me money, I just look at them and I'm like, I just don't want to. I just don't want to go through this. No. I, I literally can, do. Can I ask you? Yeah. Can I ask you to break it down? Because uh, we're mostly talk about stocks on here so i assume a lot of the listeners do too mm -hmm. what is minting sorry oh my goodness yes are, are, so, you, are you getting some ice cream no. are you going to the federal bank <laughs> what, are you, what is happening here so the process um with nft projects is first before anybody buys these nfts you have to go through a minting process so minting is the first it's like an ido kind of thing like it's the first chance you have to buy them and usually oh, and that's uh you say ipo ipo ido yeah sorry <laughs> obviously okay. i'm not i'm uh, not as much of a traditional market person no worries uh and that's similar to ico right the initial <laughs> coin offering yes. or initial token ICO. offering yeah. sorry okay. 
Um, so you no, have to no go worries through and just trans translating. Of course, you have to go through an initial minting process, and generally before that, there is a whitelist that a lot of people end up grinding for. And what a whitelist is is it depends on what the project sets it at, but generally you're going to be able to buy. You're going to buy be able to for sure buy that NFT, so it's guaranteed you can buy the NFT, and it's going to be for a lot of times a cheaper price. So if you're minting, or sorry, if you have a project, let's call them unicorns. The project might say, okay, well, there's a 1,000 supply. We have a thousand of these, and we're going to give out, let's say, 500 whitelists. So they might make you do things like um, speaking a lot in the server till you get a certain level. They might say, you know, they'll give them out to people that are like retweeting their tweets or posting content for them. Um, okay. They'll always like requirements. Yeah, basically. requirements. They'll usually do collabs with other projects, so other projects can like run giveaways on Twitter or within their own projects and, and give their holders some more utility by getting a chance to mint this other project. And so, and it depends, sometimes it'll hmm. be cheaper and sometimes it, it won't be. Sometimes the project is like, no, it's good enough if you just have a first come first serve. Because if you have a thousand supply and you have 500 people that have whitelist, they can for sure mint, right? But if you have another 2000 people that didn't make the whitelist and they're grinding, well, now there's only 500 left. So if it's a really hype project, like you want whitelist, so you know that you can get it. Because otherwise you have 2000 yeah, people true. that are like there on the day, on mint day. Let's say they say it's mint day is the 22nd at five o'clock, 5 p.m. Eastern or something. Then you have like 2000 people ready to like break that break that ecosystem, like put it to the test. Oh, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, it's like Apple releasing their new phone. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you can, you can pre-order it. That's the whitelist, right? Or you can stand outside day one yeah. at 5 a.m. and just stand in line all day until you get your, your iPhone. Right. And if you're minting on like Ethereum, chances are the gas is going to be extremely high because you have a minting war, right? So that, uh, that sucks. And that's where like other, like L1s like Matic, like Polygon come in, right? Because they have cheaper gas, um, but they, they wouldn't get it the visibility. That's a gas fees just, uh, it co costs the user money. Yeah. To, it costs them to, to put the transaction, transaction through on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so that's a minting phase. That's what you do. And sometimes they're even um, like tiered whitelists or there's different minting phases. Um, you could have a, a project with 10,000 supply, but maybe they have five uh, drops. So they'll do 2000 at a time. Um, that generally helps so that all of the supply isn't put on the market market at once. Right. And it keeps the interest, right? Because then, you know, you can mint, you know, maybe they have a mint every month. Right. So it keeps the interest. Uh, so there's definitely, I guess right. now Additional we're getting into drops. like okay. tactics of how to market your product yeah. and how to keep community engaged. There was a um, project that I participated in. I was on the whitelist for it, but it was like six months before I got my like rendition of the NFT because it was like released in tranches. Oh, wow. Yeah, it can take a while. Some yeah. of them. It was a really long time. Yeah. I was looking at but it. Was, hey, cool. It was cool. I was looking at one project and it was like, we're whitelisting our token for 55 cents and then we're going to launch it for 65 cents. And I was like, what? Is this a, a money printer? I was like, this is too good to be true. No, thanks. Check back like a month later, like their launch date. It like jumped up to like $1.50. And I was like, all right, well, <laughs> that's probably just that's probably just a one off there. Uh, and like, yeah, if, if you can imagine the rest of the chart was just complete sell off. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, don't know yeah. If it, I don't know if it was a rug pool, but it was definitely like, uh, oh, like maybe this is, is a like a day one kind of situation. Because like, you know, we do that on Weeble sometimes. Mm -hmm. Weeble has like these, mm -hmm. well. Way back, you know, before the the bear market, right? Uh, Weeble, being a Chinese app, right, had a lot of Chinese IPOs um, that would just list for like four dollars a share, and they would have like 
less than five million free float, which is incredibly small amount, right? So like sometimes these IP, you would buy, you know, five, 10, 20, 50 shares of, of this IPO, however much you could buy from Weeble. Um, and like on the first day, because the float was so small, it would pop up, you know, go five, 600, 700%, right? You buy it for $4 and sell it for 40 sometimes. Uh, and that was fun, right? But like, you know, if you held that past day one, right, you were just basically holding bags yeah. as it went down to a dollar. That happens in crypto too, yeah. though, right? Like if you have a coin that's going to be listing on Binance or Coinbase or, you know, Qcoin, like a lot, there are a lot of traders out there that focus on coins that are initially released and they play those. And it's like wild. It's for sure mm. wild. And there's definitely times where you play them and when you don't, right? Like there's a, there's a season to everything. Uh, but it's yeah. it's crazy yeah. and yeah you have to be able to like get in and out uh if it's a bull run though like some people sometimes you can hold them and they actually like over a week or two will increase incredibly especially if the narrative is there for that you know type of coin right right, right? like right now i know ai mm. ai recently was pretty big but you know there was also gaming tokens previously so there's a lot of different narratives so you have to do your homework but there are people out there making incredible money just on i looked at that listing listed coins for maybe maybe a week or maybe a weekend and i was like ah oh, you know if i could just like stick my my nose in the ground my ear to the ground right uh and keep on the grind figure out like when these coins are going to list right get in like at the very beginning of the list and you know sell like halfway through the day mm -hmm. uh, as other people figure it out like you can make like an astronomical amount of money but that's so much grinding yeah. um and i just didn't want to use the uh i'm gonna use quote unquote sketchy um exchanges yeah. and applications that came with those exchanges right uh and you know it turns out i was pretty much right on on most of them yes so waiting for <laughs> qcoin to fall it seems weird that binance uh is very questionable number one exchange and ftx number two exchange was a complete fraud and yet all these other exchanges aren't i mean coinbase you know got checked by the sec so that's an exception right but like i don't know i don't know qcoin at all but it i it's crazy to me that they haven't fallen yet. Yeah, they look like a gambling mm. site. Like when you first go on there, it looks right? like a gambling yeah. site. I, I haven't used it, but I've downloaded the app and I've tried to use the app, right? And I got I, I felt sketched out. That's why I never like really pushed it any further. So I'm surprised they haven't been like margin called yet. Yeah. Fair. But who knows, right? Um and we'll clip this if when if and when they do fall. <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> but since we can't travel into the future, I was wondering, um, Saber, if you could travel into the past, any time in history, but it's only one way. Uh when where would you go? When would you go? So, one way as in like you can't yeah. come back. Can't come back. Once you okay. So it's funny okay. because I actually think about this now and again. So as a mother, no. right? When they're screaming a lot. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Not no. Just like in just like in general, you like fantasize about it a bit, and you think like. So I always thought about it would be so cool to be able to go back and buy Bitcoin, right? Like at like a dollar or ten cents or even a hundred dollars, whatever. But then, yeah. then I realized that I could not ensure that I would have the same two children. Like, how would you ensure if you went back to like 2010? Right. I would not mm -hmm. be able to. So I wouldn't do that. But I could go back to like right after my son was born because he was born in April of 2020 and I could still buy it there as long as I sold it. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it is yeah. it is funny because yeah. earlier you had hit the uh, nail almost on the head. If I could go back to April 2020, 
I'd just buy anything. April True, you could just buy anything, like, uh, and I probably would. Like, yeah. if I had the same, if I had my knowledge, the same knowledge I have, I probably would. But I've, I've even thought about like, what if I could go back to like when I was whatever age, like sixteen, and just start taking all the money that you made and put it into things that you know, like like Amazon, or like wait for Tesla, or like no, and be like wait for or... Tesla to come out and be like okay, just gotta wait, or play weed stocks or any of those things. Like, of course, hindsight's twenty right. twenty, and you know, having that knowledge would be cool. Uh, but yeah, that's that's probably where I would go, like April, May of 2020. I love it. No, that's that's a fantastic and a, a financially great place to go, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like you can do Tesla, you do Apple, all that fun stuff. Hell, you could just do Doge. Oh yeah, right? just, I would for sure load up a huge bag right? of Doge. Forget, forget all. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. As someone who bought Doge under a penny and sold it for like two pennies, right? Yeah. Someone who doubled their money in Doge, right? A meme, right? As a as a as a, a fundamental analyst, I was laughing the entire time I was doubling my money, right? Yeah. And, you know, and then it goes from one cent to two cents to, <laughs> to 68 cents. And now I'm laughing. I'm crying. Like, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I would go back in time to 2020 and I would forget my, my password to my broker account. Right. Just fucking <laughs> hodl. Right. Yeah. Don't try to just don't try to trade it. Just hold it. Hold it and sell it uh, January 1st, 2022. Right. Or some shit. Oh, man. What we would do, what, what yeah. we could do with the knowledge going back in time, right? Yeah, yeah. Instead, well, so we have here's to try the best to predict part, right? what will happen now. <clears throat> if we went back in time, I would just get super rich. But if I've learned anything over the last five years of my life, is that that's only going to ruin my life, right? Like if I had Doge money, right? If I was one of those guys on Reddit who like invested their me and my wife's entire life savings in the doge in 2020 and then like you know became doge millionaires in 2021 right mm-hmm. like i'm probably like dead of, by heroin by 2027 <laughs> and I, right like uh, this, this is a states thing I, I know you guys are up north in canada but like here here in america like we don't do well with large sums of money uh most of the people who win the lottery <laughs> tend to just fucking die wow. No, I'm the yeah. opposite. I would, I am that like get rich and get off the grid person. I would love to just like go buy yeah, like some same. more land and build. I don't even need a huge house. I don't need a huge house. I just need like to not have to like worry about money and not have to deal with money, yeah. like not have to listen to Powell, not care about what he thinks, you know, have my animals, have my Fuck big garden, yeah. just like, just like, I don't know, just live. Just relax. That's a good point, right? So you become a Doge millionaire. You go to Tom and you get Tom's advice. Not financial advice, just regular advice. Yeah, from a friend, yeah. On which dividends, which dividend stocks to to get. And you just live off the lamb, uh, the dividend lamb. I would have my skid steer and my liver and my animals and just do that. Yeah. Instead of living off grid, you'd be living off drip. Yeah, exactly. Ah. That's good. Uh, That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so dividends are incredibly important and and are very useful to, to most people's futures. How do you think NFTs are going to be useful in the future? There, mm-hmm. you know, I really like all of the real life examples of just yeah. like tech in general. I'm, I was yeah. going to talk about tech in general because um, my my friend and I host a show on on Mondays, and she finds the most amazing news. Plug it. No, tell us it's, more. Uh, Where do you host it's it? It's the bare bones of Web three, and we host it at 10 a.m. Eastern on Twitter. And it's just like a 45 minute show. We go through some news, um, crypto markets. We do some analysis, traditional market analysis. Stock market. Yeah. yeah. And then it was great, great market recap, then, right? Like, yeah. uh, Tom and I were on there, right? Like if, even if you don't do anything with the NFT space, right? If you just tuned out of the market last week, 
tune into them Monday morning and listen like the first 10, 20, 30 minutes. Get that market recap of what's happening with crypto and the stock market. Uh, and then stick around and, and listen to what else they have to say, right? But they have a great, like a phenomenal recap of like what happened Thank last week. Thank you. And then yeah, we have really some nice. incredible guests that come on too, like you two. We had you guys yes. on and it was uh, incredible to be able to bring um, – that type of analysis, like fundamental analysis. Oh, thank you. To the NFT space, right? Because there isn't a lot of overlap. Like I don't, I don't see the same people in the traditional market or like trading that I see in the NFT space. And so it was really, really awesome to be able to bridge that over so that we could bring some other sort of value. Right. I loved it. God, I loved it so fun. much. Yeah. Really yeah. Enjoyed I loved it. it. I'm sure you guys could have spoken for forever and it would have been awesome, <laughs> but we had, we try to keep ours to like <laughs> to less than an hour. Right. Because, the idea behind our show is to just uh, for people to be able to just get in, get out, because there are a lot of Twitter spaces out there where people just go on and on. And you might have to sift through two hours of talking to get to the information. And so we wanted to bring right. something else. Uh, sorry, but back yeah, to your sure. question. Oh, and they brought it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, that's uh, Space Skellies on Twitter. That's right. And I will talk about Space Skellies soon. Uh, so cryptocurrency... Yes. And NFTs in the future. So there's so much. There's actually a lot that people are doing. So there's a lot of technology that's being built on the blockchain that's actually already being used around the world to further and develop and like secure protocols already in place. So I even wrote down some examples from hmm. some news that we've we've shared. So like the California DMV is already testing out digitization yes. of car titles and title transfers using Tezos blockchain. Which is pretty Ooh, cool. That's so cool. It's so cool. I yeah, right? I always tell. So my friend, yeah. her name's B Bands, and I always tell her, I'm like, I love your news because you find the coolest stuff. Because I love to see it being related to real world, right? Because we're not just living in a in a yeah. fantasy land of magical internet lines and money. Um, something else that's actually cool is Spatial Labs, who Jay Z has invested in, has created a 13 millimeter okay. microchip that can be sewn into clothes, and so when it's scanned, it would create an NFT on the blockchain with and its metadata is updatable and it's using near field communication. So you could basically like a company that, that, that makes shirts could put like, sew that chip into the shirt and the loyalty program could be built into that chip. And I actually, I actually made like hmm. a, a funny, a funny thing. I was like, oh, I would never want like a chip to be sewn on my shirt. And then the founder of Space Skelly's EJ, he goes, well, what about that big chip you carry in your pocket all day? And I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. You're totally right. So, um, you know, shouldn't be too surprised. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, um, the other big thing is like real estate tokenization, right? Being able to use, uh, being able to transfer titles on. with using NFTs. Yes. I, okay. I have heard about it's this. It's very interesting. We've had a couple of news stories on it. Uh, nothing has been solidified. Like nothing. There's no, there's no, um, what's the word? Like it's not used. It's not used very often, and I'm pretty sure it's going to have to no be regulated. Yeah. Oh, there is one, but I, I can't remember. I might have to go find it. There is one use case. Uh, let me see if it's here. We'll, we'll post it in the Discord. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I think I think I know what you're talking about though. My question is though, like, what happens when you send your the deed to your house to the wrong crypto wallet? Right. There would have to be middlemen. You know, like how we have lawyers right now. Um. Middlemen? You mean like banks? <laughs> like banks. <laughs> there would have to be some sort of no. like. There well, would have to be like some firm. It's it's like banks and yeah. lawyers. You would have yeah. to have like a middleman, so you're not just transferring. But I'm sure. I mean, realistically, you could, right? You could, um, you know, have a title to your house. Do you know? Do you know what escrow yeah. is? That that's literally made just to give someone like middleman powers, where like 
hmm, okay, be because I'm looking after the legitimacy of this transaction, I can charge mm -hmm. something. Yeah. That's that's kind of yeah, well, I don't know. I pay it, but. I pay eighty dollars less a month in escrow than I do my principal on my mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the banks. Oh. I, I'm pulling for crypto. God Right. I'm pulling for crypto. So I found it actually. Yep. De decentralized everything. So there actually was. So the world's first real estate token offering was a sale of a stake for almost one fifth of the St. Regis Aspen Resort Hotel, which raised US $18 million. Yes. So it's been it's been four years wow. since that's happened. And obviously we don't have like people aren't transferring real estate using NFTs yet. But even in. Even in even it, in it NFTs, happen, you know, if you don't have a safe means of like a marketplace <clears> and you want to transfer an NFT to someone, you, a lot of us use middlemen, somebody that's like trustworthy between the two of them. So, you know, yeah. you might send like your funds to that person and the other person will send the NFT to that person and they'll make sure it gets in the right hands. So uh, we, we they'll be oh, like an exchange. almost. <laughs> like an, but it's a person, right? It's a it's a trustworthy yeah. person. Um, and actually a lot of hey, in America, corporations are people, too. True. But there are there is tech being yeah. built like that can do it for you safer safer means of doing it if you I feel like it. I am really looking forward to being able to vote by NFTs. That would be really cool from the comfort of my own house. I yeah, non fungible token. Just verify my, verify my my ID. People are like, oh, how can you trust that online? It's like, do we already do online banking? Yeah, right. I, I care way more yeah. about my money than I do about my vote. Like, let's be honest, right? Like, if you're like, oh, like, would you rather me steal all the money in your bank account or would you rather me steal your vote? Uh, steal my vote, right? Take take my, yeah. my vote. We have like electoral college doesn't even matter, right? But it would be great, mm -hmm. like, when we could, you know, there goes, like, voter fraud. When you can put it all on the blockchain, like, I think NFTs would be, like, a, 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 familiar, a great way to go. Mm -hmm. And actually, yeah. I guess that leads into another um, question that you were going to yeah. ask me, doesn't it? When would we be comfortable might... with NFTs being used as ID docs? Kind of like with voting? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mm -hmm. actually don't know. Like in the Western world, I have no idea. But I do know that uh, other countries such as South Korea have already implemented digital, digital IDs as driver's licenses. And one university is using the blockchain powered mobile phone based student ideas, student IDs, sorry, using decentralized identity technology. So other places are are yes. doing it it's just that's just, we're not here right oh, we're not here because most yeah. people still see well, crypto I mean, as a no, scam right not even forget crypto for a second i can't even show a police officer uh well a digital photo dude, of my true. my driver's that's license true. right yeah. so like dude we're so far behind we in the western world we are absolutely it's a, it's a, it's embarrassing yeah um like even at the bar i work at right like you have to have your physical id you can't have anything else that's it yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, I can't show you my Facebook. They're like, no. I'm like, all right, but like, I joined Facebook in 2008. Do you think I, I, I fabricated like, uh, like 10 plus years of, of Facebook data, uh, of posts, right? So I could underage drink at this right. bar. Like, get out of here. Oh, I know. Sorry, you guys might hear my daughter. She's come downstairs. He's there. Oh, that's okay. She, she wants to invest. Yeah, too. Totally. start him I, young. I don't blame her. Start him young. Absolutely. Yeah. You need Absolutely. to. I was talking about this last episode, right? Um, you know, if you put 2000... I give my niece and nephew silver coins oh, for their birthday. So nice. Start them young. Yeah. Uh, silver coins? I thought you liked your niece and nephew. <laughs> you buy them Bitcoin. Yeah. Young. I love them. Well, yeah, sure. Maybe eventually. When they're, when they're old enough to sell that silver, silver coins. we're going to be yeah. able to, to asteroid mine all the silver off oh, the, yes. the, the face yes. of the universe. That's right. 
Jesus. But there's only 21 million Bitcoin in the entire universe, and it's located right here on Earth. That's right. Okay. Now, you know what else is located right here on Earth, and that's March. Yes. The month of March. And yes. with it comes so... the Ides of March. Now, uh, I know, uh, Saber, you come from a crypto space, so you, you might not be familiar with all the, the hoopla shenanigans uh, with stock market bullshit. But have you ever heard of the Ides of March in respect to, to equities in the stock market? I had not before this, but I did my research. And actually, I forgot to mention, too, like you guys are the people I use for traditional market analysis and things like that so yeah, yeah. i learned oh, everything legally from oh, you i actually didn't get back into traditional like into stock trading until i found you guys again so well if you hmm. want to check out uh our podcast on the roots report from march 2022 oh. um <laughs> there will be a, an episode tom loves to talk about the ides of march every march no that's good uh, and we'll be talking uh, about next march too cool. yeah so if you want to yeah, hear absolutely. some more about it uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll let you yeah. two dive in a little Let's bit more as the Ides of March, the most I know about it is so, Shakespearean. Yeah, uh, that's how I always start it. Um, the Ides of March was, I believe it was ancient Roman. I, I don't know. It's been a while since I've looked it up. But it was. Um, it was basically a time in March where you had to have all your debts settled by. It was like a, a, a firm time. And whenever you think about it translating as of like today, tax season's in early mm-hmm. April. Right. So like we're kind of right still in line with that. If people are settling up and figuring things out for tax season, uh, you're going to see a lot of like selling in late February, early March to sort of get ready for that. And historically in the equities markets, it's it's there almost all the time. So early March is bad. Be careful. Beware mm-hmm. the eyes of March. I don't know. That, 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 that's my spiel. spiel. Is that what you've heard? That, yeah. Like that makes sense from what I Googled. <laughs> If that's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, as far as like crypto, though, I, like historically, spring has been bearish for crypto. So we I, we hear the term a lot, sell in May and go away. And I think we hear that in the stock market as well, if I'm correct. Sometimes, yes, yeah. That is, that is very yeah, correct. But I like to say spring in general is a good time to take profits and go risk off. And actually, I talked about that on my, not, not my last one, but the one before the bare bones before um 20 mm-hmm. based on like since 2018 that i was looking at like 2019 was the only deviation that was like the great bull run began in march but every other year right. basically springtime sometime between like february march april may it's always been a good time to start taking profits and i know i'm not saying sell everything i'm just saying or like get into crazy short positions but like watch watch your butts right like you start paying attention if you're, yeah. if you're just holding because it might be a good time to take some profits and go risk if off. If you're using leverage, if maybe maybe if you're going leverage, for yeah. sure start deleveraging and taking some profits. Would you say instead of watching your positions, beware of your positions? Yeah, for sure. Beware. Beware. Beware of those positions. Yes. But it's not it's spooky not, season. No. So. no, we're going into like happy springtime no. bunnies and leprechauns. Yeah. yeah. But not necessarily for no. the stock market. Or any market, really, right? Like, yeah. they're, general, they're, they're fairly tied together, right? So, like, if people are going risk off in the stock market, that does some, sometimes translate into the crypto market as well. Uh, it mm-hmm. did for a long time. We've seen some decoupling yes. here in 2023. But, yeah, uh, for the last two years, they've been kind of hand in, in fist. But I guess that's what happens when free money is a flow in, yes, in the bull market. for sure. And then, you know, free money is disappearing in the bear market. Yeah. So <laughs> people disappear for sure too. Yeah, people disappear. Money disappeared. Accounts disappeared. Yep. What if? What if? What if you weren't disappearing? What if you were appearing? 
what if what would you give like not financial <laughs> advice yeah. right but like what would you say to someone who was wanting to to just learn more about like the cryptocurrency uh in crypto market right cryptocurrencies in general nfts right there's something called Bit- bitcoin ordinals which i want to ask you about here mm-hmm. in, a, in a few uh so yeah let's say i'm I, i'm old i listen to this podcast but you've and and i'm 60 40 bonds right um no that's not true i'm 60 39 one because majors made a very convincing argument that i should invest one percent <laughs> into bitcoin because why the fuck yeah. not right uh whether my assets could possibly go to a 1.5 million dollars right so what, what would yeah what would you say to someone just starting out in the crypto space the first thing is to learn risk management like learn just what risk management is and like how to use it because no matter what you're doing in crypto, even with NFTs, risk management plays a huge, a huge part. And a lot of people don't realize that until Preach. they play, until they pay their market tuition, right? So <laughs> yeah. that, oh, the market yeah. tuition's a bitch. Right? Yeah. Right. Until they and no yeah. Yeah, like NFTs are, yeah, fun, pretty, worthless JPEGs, right? But you they still follow risk management. You still need to know how to buy, how to sell, what you should do with them. So another good place to start would be by finding, depends on like what you're into. Finding like Twitter spaces, YouTube videos that emphasize wallet safety and the risk that you take on when you enter this space. A lot of people just get in because a buddy told them and they start buying what their buddy told them, but they literally have no foundation to be buying any of this stuff. So that's like the first thing, right? Is just to like research and protect yourself. And a lot of people don't want to do the research. They just want to make that 10x. They want to make the 20x because that's what that's what everybody gets excited about. Right, the 10x, the 20x. It's it's sexy. even like even like when I look yeah. at stocks, right? People get in stock stock trading. A lot of people get excited about like 20%. Oh, I made 20% today. People in crypto, they they don't they don't use that. They don't use percentages. They use x. They use x. So if you're only making a 2x, yeah. that's like pitiful, right? Compared to like a 10x. It's <laughs> and it's crazy because like Wall Street, you go to hedge funds, right? And like the average ambitious active like actively traded hedge fund <clears throat> is trying to get 3% back. A yeah. Month, right. Yeah. Very aggressively. Right. They, they, they'll strive for two and like they'll actively push for three. Right. And, and very few of them ever beat the market in general. Absolutely. Right? And yet you hear in the crypto space, you've got, you know, times five times 10, or I'm not even investing. Basically like you're not yeah. one of like the D gens. If you're not doing like five X, 10 X. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Is that because the space is so risky? Like with higher risk comes higher reward, right? That's the ratio. Otherwise, people just wouldn't like that. Like people wouldn't put their money in, right? Like the risk has to make sense of the reward. So like if you had a 10 to 1 reward to risk ratio, right? Um, And you were only right 20% of the time, I like you you would make money, right? right? Like, you know, if – if you put if you had a thousand dollars, you put a hundred dollars in the ten projects, right? And eight of those projects failed, right? But two of those projects went, you know, Doge and, and Shiba Inu, right? Like fucking skyrocketed, mm-hmm. right? They went, you know, times one hundred, right? Then you, you you more than made up for all your money. Absolutely. So is that what's happening in the crypto space? Is it a uh, is it a private is it a private or... equity diversification uh, model or is it just I don't know investing in this because that's what's trending on Twitter. You right have now. varying groups of people. So you have people that, oh, that have makes sense. people that are buying NFTs because, and, and they diamond hand them because they truly believe that they're going to make them passive income. Somehow they're going to hold this for 10 years. And in 10 years, they'll be retired off the passive income because these things are going to go to the moon and they'll do that for tons of NFT projects and never sell. 
and those people are a little bit maybe cuckoo. Uh, and then you have people that are <laughs> traders and they literally go from project to project, grinding for whitelist, as we spoke about earlier, and flipping them. Right, right? right. Or they just, you know, especially like in a bull run, you can find um, trending projects and you can just flip those buy low, sell high, you know, whatever. And yeah. uh, so there's just there's many. It's it's just like a wild west. That's for sure. There's a varying well, group of people. How do you stay informed? Hmm. How do you keep up with like the changing la- landscape of cryptocurrency? How do I? I don't. I I burn out a lot. <laughs> I burn out a lot. There are many days where I just sit there and I think like I could just leave. I could just leave right now. But yeah, then I remember yeah, I, I, I love I host it. I the crypto space. Yeah, it's kind of like kind of like yeah. when you go to the gym. You're like, oh, I could just I could just not go to the gym today. You're like, but but I like the gym, or I want to be fit, or I want to be healthy. But you, I want to. But you get to the gym. Yeah, right. you know, so yeah, you get there and yeah. you do it, and so. The space moves so fast and there's so many different parts of crypto to keep up with that you can't, right? Like you have DeFi, you have NFTs, um, you have Mm -hmm. trading, right? Like just trading with leverage, like, and there's other things too, right? Like the tech, just trying to stay involved with like the tech that's being built on all of these different chains and the ecosystems. There is web three and now there's web five. What happened to web four? I feel like it was like the iPhone 11, just (laughs) just disappear. We're just gonna skip right over that. It's just too much. What about the, what is this Bitcoin ordinal I've been hearing about on on the news feeds lately? So Bitcoin ordinals, they're like, they're basically like the latest thing. So there was a taproot upgrade in 2017 that allowed for more complex transactions and added privacy features. And that also allowed um, for you to be able to inscribe a unique identifier on a Satoshi. And so the idea is that Bitcoin actually is better if the blocks are And what's a Satoshi? Oh, it's like the smallest unit of Bitcoin. It's like a... One, yes, one million I believe so. of a Bitcoin? Yeah, so each Satoshi gets an inscription number and data attached to it. And a Satoshi is able to carry about four megabytes of data. And NFTs are, they're, based, they're just one use case of this. Um, but people have been really interested in this lately. And of course, within crypto, there's like so many different narratives, right? So <laughs> I'm sorry, how much how much data could you hold on, four a, megabytes, on a Satoshi? Four megabytes, yeah. All right, uh, to put it in perspective, uh, a floppy disk can hold about 2.8 megabytes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how far we've come? Uh, yeah, so... That's wild. That's wild. So NFTs, are, they're just one use case, right? Like, But at ordinals have no metadata, which means that you can't go and update it, right? Like, if you can't go and change it. Once it's done, it's done. You can't change it anymore. Um, okay. So you can actually... People have figured out you can inscribe NFTs on them, which is really fun because they'll always be there, which is... Like really cool. So hmm. the way that people are valuing these is the lower the inscription number, the better. So I think right now we're up to like close to 300,000, number 300,000. Um, I have one that's oh, wow. 203,000 and Space Skellies, we started inscribing some ordinals at like one six, something like 160,000. Um, oh, nice. But now it just, Gotta get in there yeah, early. just in like the last two weeks, now there's like marketplaces coming out and there's a lot of, a lot more tech being built. It's really cool. But um, ordinals are actually so it's NFTs on the block on the Bitcoin yeah that's blockchain? right so okay. you have you have two different people you have people that are really excited about this and then you have a lot of maxis that don't like it and I don't really know why they don't like it maybe because they just want their Bitcoin to be like pure I, I think know. it's it delegitimizes yeah. it right because like you're you're like look these are all altcoins these are bullshit like crypto is a scam but like Bitcoin shut up guys Bitcoin is like legit there's only twenty one million like supply and demand like. This is like just pure economics. This is all set. 
And then it's like these DJs come in and, and kind of make a mockery of your fine art. Yeah. Right? They're like, ah, like, but what if what if we put some clowns and a couple well, of rocks on these on There these are pepes. There are Bitcoin does, ordinal pepes. It also does. So they might be pissed about that. Of course there are. Yeah. I think yeah, I think course, uh, somebody I, somebody are. I know got one airdropped for using the first for using the ordinal's wallet and they made like five hundred dollars off that Pepe. I think so. Yeah. Go for it, bro. I'm sad I didn't make money on that, but whatever. You know, on to the next. <laughs> uh, yeah. So people have been valuing the lower inscription numbers, and also something that's interesting is you can actually look look at the date of the Satoshi that your NFT is inscribed on. So there's people that have Satoshis from like 2009. Mine's from 2018. So Ooh. I don't know if that's going to be a thing in the hmm. future, but some people are also valuing oh, for sure it the Satoshi might. date as yeah. well. Like, oh my God, mine's from 2009. Now it's worth more. And that's random. You can't pick that. You can pick the inscription number based off of when you inscribe it, but you can't pick which Satoshi you oh, have. As someone who in the past has owned thousands of Pokemon and <laughs> Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh trading yes. cards, I can 100% guarantee you that at some point that will definitely matter. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. Uh, in the resale market. That's so cool. Some people cool. have been talking about how um, like you could even like inscribe history. And it'll be there forever on the blockchain. You know what I mean? Like instead of just inscribing NFTs, you could inscribe anything. Right. Oh, like news. news. You can news. inscribe like a conversation that you had with somebody on Discord and like DMs. You can inscribe. You can inscribe emails and send an email to somebody if you inscribed it on a Bitcoin so ordinal. Can I? It's cool. Can I inscribe the Ten Commandments on a Bitcoin and sell ordinal and sell it to somebody? Yeah, I, feel like... I think there's already a project out there that's doing that. Did that? I think I saw one. Where they were inscribing like Bible hmm. verses or something or other like that. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, I use the Bitcoin Ordinals wallet and they have a marketplace now. And there's a lot of projects on there. Yeah. Hmm. So how do you like in actually inscribe on one? Like uh, what? what's the I will the be very honest. So Tom, I didn't do Tom wants to send a dick pic <laughs> oh God. on the blockchain. How can oh he do my God. this? I actually didn't do it. Uh, the founder of Space Scales, EJ, he... He's pretty active in DMs and stuff between most of the team. And I didn't hear from him for like a day. And I was like, this is weird. He comes back like a day later, like, okay, we're going to do Bitcoin <laughs> Ordinals. There's this new thing out. We're going to do it. I spent the day researching. I'm like, cool. I've come back from the desert. Yeah. I've come back from the shaman tent. Yeah. So to be to be honest, I actually, ayahuasca has told I never me. did it. He does it, but he actually provides it as a service and he's going to be doing it as a service for a couple of other uh, projects because you can you can really mess it up like you could send it to the wrong person or something and you can lose it it's uh, a bit more complex than people think so there's a lot of oh, research fair. so okay. i haven't even looked into the research because i have somebody that can do it for me but yep. amen hey that's, that's the american that's dream right. the north yeah. american dream apparently that's right and i have to tell you guys too i'm actually losing power on my headphones well ah. this is great because we're uh losing interview questions Perfect. as well um if you had to leave us right now, what is the last thing you, you want to tell us about crypto and, and or space skellies or, or what could you leave us and the listeners with that you want us to anything we haven't touched uh, on yet? That basically I wanted to say that like when it comes to crypto, a lot of people think it's a scam, but in reality, a lot of people just don't know how to play the game and they don't realize that it's actually very a very hard game. It's like playing Pac-Man versus playing like World of Warcraft. Like you have to do research and you have to really like get involved and educate yourself. It's not like you can just go in and slap Doge and you're going to make millions of dollars. And that's where a lot of people, I think, a lot of people get stuck. They think it, they think it's like just a moneymaker, but it's not. Um, and I didn't even really care about the tech until I was on Team Space Skellies and I started seeing more like on the back end. And Space Skellies is cool because it's giving me like a creative outlet that I never knew I had. 
like I didn't know that I could write lore like I showed my husband the first chapter he's like I didn't know you were a writer and I was like neither did I and like in the beginning EJ asked us like is if there's is there one thing one thing that I can help you build because he's really cool like that and I was like oh I don't know like I'm not really that creative and now I've now I've given like several different ideas and it's like super cool and there's a theme there's yeah there's a theme for an NFT that I wanted that I've that I like really enjoy and we're going to do it eventually. I just think that's so cool that like there's an outlet for that. That is cool. So would would you recommend getting into the space if you've got 10 free hours a week yeah. and uh, you need to find a hobby and a 10 passion? 10 a week. My God, you're starting really low. Uh, <laughs> like when it comes to <laughs> NFTs, like you definitely have to know, you really have to involve yourself first because there's a time to buy and there's a time to sell. And it, it, until you really get involved, like you don't, you don't know. I would say like to people like NFT projects are not something that you hold long term. Like it's not like buying spy and holding it for 30 years. I was just thinking that. That's so that's crazy. I was just thinking about the S&P. Yeah, like I'm on an NFT project key, but it's I'm not I don't ever recommend anybody to buy it. Right. Because you have to do your own research and decide for yourself if this is something for you, because some people buy NFT because they love the art and they don't care if it goes to zero because now they have this beautiful piece of art. Some people go in. Yeah, like it's just money. You can't take it with you. I can't tell you how much money I have wasted, yeah. right? Like these are some cool, like like they look way cooler than the board apes. That's all Thank I'm saying, you. Justin Bieber. Thank you. Um, you should. We have a lot of things. Like I, I actually get anxiety thinking about like how am I going to make sure that like the community's happy and like the holders like have like they have utility for the NFTs and like I get so scared, you know, because I'm like I don't want anything to go to zero. Uh, you know, and like that's the the founder drive that that keeps this project that's right. going. And our founder is actually really cool. He's <laughs> a he's a business owner in real life, and he's in that Discord every day. He's in there more than I am, and we talk a lot. And he is definitely very driven, very very driven. Will you? So, uh, is your Discord open? Yeah. Can you give uh, us your Discord link, and we'll give it to the editor. We'll throw that into the of description. Of course, that would well. be really really cool. Thank you guys. Yeah. Awesome. But once yeah. again, yeah. What's your uh, what's your Twitter? Twitter is just Space Skellies. At Space Skellies, and you guys do Monday morning. I see you guys, you guys are always on the the, the Twitter spaces, though, yeah. right? You the the big Monday Monday morning recaps. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think they're mm-hmm. even hosting. They're on a Twitter space right now. There's an NFT roundtable that gets done every two weeks on Tuesdays. Yeah. So they're always yeah. a part of that. Too. I always like. Yeah, one every okay. five times I hop on Twitter, there's a, a, a Twitter space going on. You can learn, you know. So I don't know. That's pretty cool. As, you know, as far as like activity in a NFT project goes, like that seems to be very active, which I, I think is important. I think so too. Um, you know, it's it's really hard because mm-hmm. a lot of NFT projects initially, especially when they're they're doing their whitelist phase, you can see they look super active. They look super active. They're all over Twitter, and then the mint happens, and they don't. Nothing really happens after that, right? Like they, they feel like community should be yeah, their yeah. utility, but it's, it's, it can't be, it can't only be that. And that's where, like, for me, I really like the gamified as- aspects of NFTs as utility. Yeah. So we're doing a lot, we're going to be doing Plus a lot games. more with like gaming stuff. Um, yeah. Like mini cool. games are going to be a thing, more of a thing with us. Cause I love mini games, like going back yeah. old school, like Mario, like 2d side scrollers, like, Oh, appe- appeal to my age. You gotta get Come like on. Anaconda or snake. Like just like a Go simple snake. snake, yeah. Free snake back. Yeah. For for those sixty four year olds you were talking about, come on into our Discord and play Snake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
As long as yeah. you don't add microtransactions. When are microtransactions entering the NFT gaming space? <clears throat> okay, that's a different that's a different totally. episode. We'll, we'll have you back yeah. next year to talk about microtransactions in the NFT gaming space. Sounds good. Oh wow, that's just that's really cool and like that's wild. Bitcoin ordinals like this update came out in 2017 and it's 2023 and we're just yes. not hearing about it because everything has to be hyped, right? Like somebody has to hype it and like bring it out to everybody and think like we're gonna do this. And then they get other people in and they tell other people yeah. and it, it, it's, it's definitely like kind of like anything else. Right. It's cool, hmm. but it's cool. I love that. I love the tech. That's I love a, like yeah. learning about yeah. like, the tech and like why these things are done and like how you can change things, um, especially with NFT. It is kind of cool to find out. It, it is kind of cool to find out like behind these tickers, these four letters, right. Is an actual project with like an actual purpose. Yeah, like right? there are like, entire an ecosystems community. of people with like NFT projects and like tech being built. So like when you're trading and hard, yeah, when you're yeah. trading Adam, you're not like, you are kind of just trading Adam because I, I also believe that just because like an ecosystem is doing really well, they have a lot of partners like, um, Polygon, like Matic, they have tons of partners, like including Disney and Nike, but it doesn't mean their tokens going to go up. Right, market makers, whales, big players—they yeah. decide where the money's going. So you AOL, AOL had a lot of partnerships back in two thousand one. Right, so you kind of have to also like watch yourself with that too, right? Because when you're trading, a hard thing with NFTs is when you're trading an NFT. Not only are you trading the NFT as an illiquid JPEG, basically, but you're trading the underlying token as well. So you can have like an NFT that costs fifty matic, and maybe uh. it's valued at fifty dollars at that time. But if all of a sudden Matic goes down 50%, well, now it's only worth $25 because people still value these things in USD. Like, uh, uh, it's true. Yeah, it's like trading in a foreign right? currency. You still yeah. value these things mm, in USD because yeah. USD pays your mortgage. You USD yeah. pays for right. your car insurance, right. right? You don't pay it with crypto yet. So it would be interesting in the future if things started becoming tied to cryptocurrencies, mm. although I don't see that happening anytime soon. Uh the prices would yes, have to be it's more stable. Super volatile. Yeah. So you like when you're trading NFTs and you're buying NFTs, you have to watch two different things. It's really, really hard yeah. sometimes. because um, yeah. you have to know, like, even yeah. though, you know, maybe you're bullish on this project, you're like, well, damn it, I've got to take profits because the underlying token is is looking bearish, right? Like the charts are looking bearish. So you have to risk off and And like it's not just the underlying token, right? Because like the underlying token, regardless of it, its utility ultimately still follows bitcoin to a yeah. certain degree and like you're not going to see your nfts going up in yeah. price like the token price so if it's two thousand stars but stars goes down 50 percent, you're not going to see that that nft go up to four thousand star value no everybody's risking off everybody's right. trying to sell and yeah. whatnot because everybody gets scared so yeah 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 hmm. yes that's what i mean like risk management and trading is actually really can be really important um which is another reason why we have our Monday show to try to provide some of that information to people um, because a lot of people don't and understand. That's why we have our Discord. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tom is all about risk management. Me, I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, like let's, you know, spread shot, <laughs> you know, $100 here. We'll just go times 20 to the minute, yeah. right? I'm like, ah, I'll just hang hang back for a little bit, wait till natural gas is way overpriced and I'll short yeah. the shit out of it kind of, kind of situation. Well, Fenworth did a really good um, risk management podcast with you guys too. I really like that one. Yeah, and when Dylan, yeah. he's I think he's the only one now who hasn't been on. I don't know if we need uh, Dylan on. I, yeah. Crypto. I mean, I feel like yeah. we've got all of our crypto needs uh, met, at least at least for the, the near no, time. Oh, he's cool. I'm sure we'll he get him on He gets into, like, enough. crypto options. I don't yeah. do anything with crypto oh, options. Like, that's really cool. one of the coolest people I've ever met in my entire life. If I could live vicariously mm -hmm. through one person, 
it would be Sam Bakeman freed uh, up until three months ago. Uh, and then number two would yeah. be him. Yeah, but no, that's really cool. I love it. Huh. Awesome. All well, right. We well, love you. We love you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, yeah, thanks we for really being here. Appreciate it was, it was a great time. Yeah, I, I so appreciate yeah. you guys um, asking me on, and I hope the content was good for the, for the people listening. Um, yeah, I just like talking to you guys. Let us know. You can uh, tweet us. Let us know if you guys like this interview. You want more interviews like this? We are the well, we're at Roots Research. We are the Roots Report uh, at Roots Research underscore. Um, you can find her at Space Skellies, no underscore, because you know they've got a really cool name. You can find me and you guys in the Roots Research, and I can answer questions there too. Uh, and then we'll link the Discord links. We'll, we'll add the, disc, the Discord links to our description down below. We appreciate you guys so much for listening. And we'll cue the outro. Thank you for listening to The Roots Report by Roots Research, LLC. Everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between hosts. This is not financial advice, as we are not financial advisors. Please be sure to share, follow us on Twitter, Spotify, and join our Discord. Links are in the description below. This has been The Roots Report, and stay rooted.